Let the words of my lips and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> I know I, I say this every year, but I, I like to be the bearer of good news. If you're at church today, you're batting a thousand percent for the year. Well done. Today's focus in our readings and in our liturgy is spirit, which sounds kind of mystical, I know. Um, but in our first reading, the reading in Genesis, we use a different word, but the idea is there. You heard Cam read, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. The very first lines of Holy Scripture contain this incredible, incredible idea that there is matter or chaos in disorder in the Spirit of God, which is Ruach plus Elohim, one of God's names, or a wind from God moves over this disorder and creates life. Now let's pause with the significance of that. God takes which doesn't have purpose or meaning in order, and with breath or wind or spirit, this matter turns into creation, teeming with creative purpose. From a random sequence of matter or dirt or particles, God's Spirit creates life, breathing, filled with Spirit. Now, in the second story of creation, which if you're following the daily office, you'll get part of this tomorrow, God has a different name. In the first chapter, it's Elohim. In the second chapter, we meet God, whose name is Yahweh, which is four Hebrew letters, Yahod, Vahod. If you were to say those, it is... Those are called breath letters. You might say that God's name is the sound of breath. God breathes into Adam on. We have humanity, dirt plus spirit plus the wind of God. Being alive, what's the one thing that we all do? Breathe. It's where we start. Our lives are filled with potential. We live holy, creative lives. We breathe. We breathe God's name. We breathe God. One of our parishioners at Kirkwood, who many of y'all know, is every time I see her, she says, you know, John, just breathe in air and exhale light and love. And she is right. It's really actually very theologically grounded. So I start here. That no matter what you've done, no matter where you have come from, no matter what you have experienced, your breath, the fact that you breathe, means that your life is a gift filled with a promise to share God's love and light with this world at every step of the way. If you are four years old and about to be baptized, if you are 97 and still breathing, you can share God's love and light with this world. 
Our next reading is from Acts, and Paul is he's talking about the difference of the baptisms that people are seeking in the desert. They're coming to repent. They're coming to see John the Baptist, which is what we hear in our gospel today. And he's saying that something different happens after the death of Jesus Christ when people are baptized into the Christian faith. Paul's take, talking about what happens in a moment here when we take water and we pour it over a child or an adult's head, and then we, um, at this service, Catherine will take Leela and, and she'll take a little bit of oil and she'll make the sign of the cross on her forehead. And she'll say that you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism and marked as Christ's own forever. That is something that we make the assumption that everyone else in this room has experienced. And if you haven't, there is nothing more that we'd rather do and walk with you in your life. But you are sealed by the Holy Spirit in baptism. And then Paul baptizes his disciples and he shares how they have now received the Holy Spirit. And as we hear in this story, their lives are transformed. So the second point is this adds a little bit more depth to our understanding of our lives. Not only are we all teeming with creative purpose to share love and light with this world, but for us, our lives are set in the context of the Christian story. Through Christ, the Holy Spirit has marked our lives to witness, to witness Christ's love, to witness Christ's healing, to witness to Christ's resurrection, the hope and promise of God's love. And it's the Holy Spirit that allows us to do this. So you're teeming with potential, and you've got the Holy Spirit. I don't think anybody, that's not, really not a very Episcopal idea, you've got the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Can I get an amen? I mean, I make it really <laughs> an interesting Sunday. Um, one of the books that I've read recently <clears throat> that doesn't really capture me as a Holy Spirit teeming book, but it's about how we gather together, the art of gathering by Priya Parker, and it's been challenging some of the assumptions that I hold, and, and our staff's actually going to read it over the next two months, and, and we'll have a retreat, and I hope it, I hope it um, adds clarity to how we gather and some, some new ideas. Um, but one of the stories that I came across in the book uh, is she explores a lot of different groups and how they gather and how their gathering changes the way that they live their lives. I came across a group that I was unfamiliar with called Seeds of Peace. It is a summer camp that tries to reduce conflict and suffering in the Middle East by bringing teenagers from Israel and Palestine and Egypt and Jordan and Pakistan and India and other places of conflict together in rural Maine to have facilitated conversations with teenagers who many are meeting the other for the first time. And hopefully their perceptions begin to change. And when they return home, and this is what she writes, they have to take what they've learned, take these intense, life-changing experiences, implant themselves in hostile and messy soil. And I love that metaphor. I mean, can you imagine being pulled out of your reality, being changed and transformed, and then return to be planted as seeds in soil. 
Can you imagine? And I was trying to, to understand what this group was like today as the book was written a few years ago. And in my research, I came across a testimony from a young Pakistani boy named Samir from August of this past year. And he writes, As I started my walk on the field, my group song played in my head, We are family, we are one. The cool breeze kissed my face, and the chirps of the birds rang in my ears as I thought about my experience. I vividly remembered my first day, how baffled I was to see enthusiastic people welcome me with their open hearts, and I was actually scared to return that welcoming smile to others. I came here as a person for whom nothing mattered that his personal life, except for his personal life and the people associated with it. I came here as a human being who wanted to explode with all the anger that had been fed from his society against others. I came here as a person who was so narrow-minded and wanted to inflict his opinions on others. But here I am now standing on this field, having changed in so many ways that I never would have imagined possible. He's writing because he has to go back into a world that is very different as a seed of hope. I share the metaphor because I think it's a helpful one in exploring baptism. See, out of the chaos of this world, God has fashioned us together, given us the gift of life. And in baptism, God has sealed us with the Holy Spirit to be followers of Jesus Christ, to be able to model healing, to be able to model love, and even resurrection. You are God's creative seeds planted in this world to bear fruit and hope and life. And at moments in our life, this is a risky metaphor, but it might even feel like we are planted in hostile soil. But here's the thing. Whenever there are seeds, there is hope. Leela is a seed. AC that will be baptized at 1115 is a seed. And each of you are also marked as Christ's own forever. What we do as Christian community, especially on days of baptism, where in a moment Catherine will invite us to stand and remember what it is that this covenant means to, to follow Jesus, the gift of what the gift of baptism requires. That is the nurturing of the garden. We have been invited into the most important identity that we will ever receive, that we are beloved children of God, seeds of hope in our world today. That's the reality of our lives. Christian community is about nurturing each other to grow into the people that God has called us to be. It's not to expect to live in the garden. It is to nurture the seeds so that the garden is made manifest. To grow to the fullness of our Christian life. To be able to share God's love in our daily lives. And to grow to be an outward and visible sign of God's love for this world. Amen. Amen.